everyone, and welcome to another episode of Stories Matter. Yay! Hi, Ali. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. And uh, we can update everyone that we have had our in-person coffee together in a cafe. Yes. It was wonderful. So fun. 3D people. <laughs> Although I am still buzzing because uh, you generously bought me a large Encosta, which is anyone uh, listening will know is a double-handled affair that's so large a bucket, two yeah. handles to, cap, to hold <laughs> it. And rather than holding back, I finished the whole thing. And I think, although that was three hours ago, I am absolutely flying with caffeine. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I am not, yeah, I don't know what to say, except you're welcome. <laughs> okay, thank you. And is that, is that your impersonation of The Rock there from Moana? No, as I was saying it, I heard it and I was like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I see, I can, I can, you do know I can do the whole rap, but I'll save everyone. The oh my goodness, I've forgotten. From, yes, I can do it all. The Rock is, as we as we say often, is just an excellent human being. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. I don't remember us saying it often, but I'm okay with it, yeah. Have we not mentioned The Rock before, or is it just I mention him a lot? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Anyway, you're a big fan. I do. I like to smell what he's cooking anytime. <laughs> yeah, not a big uh, wrestling fan. Yep, absolutely. So, so who are we talking to? Oh, yeah. yeah, go for it. No, you go first. So who are we talking to today? Well, we are talking to Corinne Woodbrooks, who is uh yeah, I love chatting to her. She's just she's yeah. one of these people that's just dead interesting. She's yeah. she's she just looks at the life through a different lens and um just a wonderful conversation. Really like she'd obviously taken it to heart and thought long and hard about it. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just lovely to hear someone that we'd asked a question like, what song defines your life? And they'd spent three days <laughs> creating all the songs that they'd ever listened to and making a playlist up. Oh my god. me of all our friends. <laughs> yeah. What song sums me up? So um, what song sums you up, Neil? Oh. Oh my goodness. I have so many joke answers that are not going to be helpful. So I'm going to filter through those. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, uh, I'm not going to answer that either myself. But uh, there we go. So Corinne's uh, great. We have a great chat with her. We all about oh, all sorts of things. Autumn features heavily here. Fantastic mm. Mr. Fox features yeah. heavily. Um, actually, God really intervening in a crisis features really in the heart of our story. And um, her living through a season of transformation of experiencing the transforming power of Jesus uh, is quite powerful in the midst of it all. And then we get a full Greta Thunberg at the end, which is, uh, is a wonderful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So varied and so, like, just really interesting to get to know more about her. So definitely appreciate it. Shall we give it a listen? Let's go. Great. Hey, Corin. How are you? Hello. Nice to see you. Yeah, fine. Yeah. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. I've just been for a wee coffee with Ali in the flesh in 3D IRL. <laughs> so I've just broken you up a little bit. That's all right. No, don't worry. Because mm. um, we're all recording individually, well, um, I can just mash it all together or like sort that out. So no problem. Cool. Um, what have you been up to today? Oh, good question. Nothing. 
well, Tuesday's my day off, so yeah, nothing oh, at all. Although I did get a good. kitten two weeks ago, so that's <gasps> basically my whole life is taken up. Oh, adorable. What's he, she called? She is called Gigi, um, like the cat from Kiki's Delivery Service, the, the Ghibli film. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, that is amazing. Gordon, mm-hmm. I'm so excited that you're here to chat to us today. We're really looking forward to this one. And uh, thank you for giving us a bit of time in your day off. Um, Sorry. Well, I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, well, hey, hasn't that been the story of many a day off over the past year? So, Mm -hmm. when you're not when you're not having a day off, what are you usually doing? Oh well, I try and keep myself busy all the time. I'm one of those annoying people. Um, So usually, I don't know, drawing, reading, TV, um, playing with a kitten. That's the biggest thing right now. Yeah. She's actually scratching at my door, so I hope it doesn't pick it up. But um, she really wants in, but she makes too much noise. Well, great. We're going to get started then, Corinne, because this is this is brilliant. That was the, the little introduction of get to know you, warm-up banter bit. And now we're going to get to these hard-hitting questions. So we take, we, we, we genuinely, stories matter. And uh, that's the name of the podcast, but it's also a great belief of ours that just people's stories really matter because they, they reveal so much of not just who that person is, but also they do reveal something of just faith and life and relationship with Jesus. And they reveal something about the depth of humanity. If we don't get too highbrow and, and meaningful about it, stories really matter because they tell a bigger story than just what that person stands for or does in their life. And um, to help us find out something of your story, because your story matters, we're going to explore a song, a movie or a book that matters to you, an experience, a scripture, and a person that matters to you. And then we're going to finish it up with a Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is something that just allows you to go full Greta Thunberg on us and just reveal the kind of, the depth of your being, what irritates you about the whole of humanity's existence and what you'd love to see changed. Is that okay? And we really, um, we just, we hope this is going to be fun. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, we're really looking forward to finding out a wee bit more about you and the stories that make you tick and the things that make you tick. In life. So let's start. Tell us, Corin Woodbrooks, about a song that matters to you and why it matters. Okay, right. I'd like to preface this. I'll start off by saying this is the hardest question I've ever been asked in my entire life. <laughs> and yeah, you sent me this two days ago. And for that entire two days, I've been thinking, I went on walks, listening to loads of different songs I've listened to, to figure out which song this could be. And I actually spent all day yesterday making a playlist of songs that matter to me and took it to my friends and I said, which one of these says me? And it's been a very long process. Um, So I came up with one and then my friends told me that was the wrong one. So so that one was When She Loved Me from Toy Story 2. Oh my goodness, I'm crying already. Thank you, thank you for that reaction because my friends told me that was stupid to have a Disney song. Absolutely not. And the beauty about that is it's so not a Disney song. It's better than it's. It's just a brilliant song. Yeah, I'm gonna fire all my friends and just have you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the other song that I thought of was "Heroes" by David Bowie or Bowie, whatever you say. Mm. Um, yeah, because that's just been a song that has got me through everything. You know, when that comes up in a movie, you know that movie is good, and you're gonna cry as soon as the first thing happens in the song. Yeah, you're gonna cry. 
what movies have you seen it in it it takes me to perks of being a wallflower have you seen that film? oh yes. yes yeah yeah that's the main one and also in oh. jojo rabbit right at the end I don't know if you've seen that oh, I haven't seen it yet no okay it's incredible it's very powerful very powerful movie but we're not on movies yet so why the toy story song why oh. why why right when i was younger um i used to watch that on a video tape um every single day because you know i'm a bit of an obsessive person um so when i was younger i watched toy story 2 every single day and jesse was my idol and I dressed up like her, I danced like her, I thought I was her. Uh, I also had a cat called Jessie, maybe that's why she was called Jessie, actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and that was just the song that reminds me of the whole thing. And I wouldn't even say that that is a big movie to me now, really, but the song, it's also my funeral song, I've decided. Uh, <laughs> hopefully quite a while away, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can just imagine that song at a funeral, yeah heartbreaking it is heartbreaking wow i mean that's it really there's nothing more to it that is it's just like my childhood song jesse formed me it's in the fields yeah absolutely so why um heroes by david barry oh it's just yeah i think it is from perks of being a wallflower to be honest have you seen that ali have you seen perks of being a wallflower i have not seen perks of being a wallflower at this point i should say i'm really uncultured when it comes to movies I like things that blow up and explode and, and, and do all that. Perks of being a wallflower seems like one of these sort of gentle, deep, profound with some comedy, but it's not overt comedy. It's kind of subtle comedy. And it's about a teenager going through transition and change and all that. Have I, have I captured what Perks of yeah, being a Yeah, that's actually very accurate things you've not seen. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it slips down my watch list, if I'm honest. I'm really sorry. I know I'm very basic which is a new term that I've just heard recently. <laughs> oh, I think it's more basic to be obsessed with it. I'm just regressing okay. and trying to relive my childhood, basically, through all of these coming-of-age films. But <laughs> I might get to it at some point, but it might require some degree of, you know, hospitalisation or something to get to the point where I actually watch it because I'd be so bored and I've watched everything else. So I might get there, but I'm sure it's tremendous. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Especially this scene with the song, that's that's like the one scene. Because she goes through the bridge and it's just beautiful. And then she's, what is it, a pickup truck or something? She stands mm-hmm. on the back of it and she's singing to this song. Oh. Yeah. So can I ask a question, Corinne? Is it, is it, well, they often say that music's one of the noblest art forms because it opens you up and it, and it reveals something. Is it actually the musicality? of these songs that open up and do something at a depth of your emotional experience? Because you've talked there about a lot of it's experiences or things you can resonate with rather than the lyrics of that particular It's just something about the memory, something about the mel- melody and something about the tune all mixed together that just opens up a profundity of, of, of experience. Is that is that what it is for you? It's yeah, just- I, think, I think that is it, yeah. And it, if I go through every single song in that playlist, I can tell you where I listen to it when I have the best memory of it and um, what chords make me think of a certain thing. Um, there's certain suspension chords that just make me feel a certain way. Um, uh-huh. But also I think I did um, the Emerging Influencers program from Tear Fund back oh, in the summer. Yeah. Um, and they were, yeah, shout out. <laughs> yeah, join it. Their applications are open right now. Um, <laughs> and so they were talking about how um, God speaks to you. And I think I found out that, cause I always felt like God never spoke to me, but I. 
have found out through that program that actually God does speak to me through the emotions I feel through movies and songs and books and stuff. Um, mm. So yeah, I feel them on a far deeper level than maybe some people do. <laughs> love that love that and already that's linked to like movies i guess or or um which is our next question so do you have a, a movie slash book slash story um that matters to you and why if so yes i do um and it is fantastic mr fox have you seen that one no, no sorry i know oh, oh. i read that one Corey, oh yeah i saw that one so good it's so good um yeah this one really matters to me because it's a stop motion film stop motion animation and that's just one of my favorite things ever. i'd love to be an animator um if that if that ever came up in life um but yeah it's just it's amazing and the colors it's all orange and it's autumnal um and i'm obsessed utterly obsessed with autumn like everything i do is about autumn um so yeah, you just watch that and the whole thing just, it just reeks autumn, it's lovely. And the music and it's little foxes. I've got a tattoo of it actually. I just love it so much. Ooh, yeah. Fun. Wouldn't be able to show it though, cause it's, I'm like. <laughs> that's all right, it's a podcast. So even though yeah. we're on a Zoom call, they'll not see it. <laughs> um, yeah. But what is it about autumn then? Why do you love autumn? I actually don't know. I just think about it and I think about like sitting in the park, like imagine sitting in Kelvin Grove with all the leaves coming down. And you can smell pumpkin spice latte and listen to the fantastic Mr. Fox theme tunes. It's oh that's just what I want from life. <laughs> Amazing. So again though, it's really interesting because because is it is it the narrative of that or is it actually the feel that it evokes that's most impo important to you? It's just really a wee theme that's kind of beginning to emerge here. Is it mm -hmm. Is that the case or is there something about the narrative that you love in the story? Well I think that well it must just be the way that they do it but it is really funny the story is really funny um the actors are so good they, yeah I guess it's just the whole thing the animation the music mm -hmm. the yeah everything about it is just amazing um but I think it is more the the feeling I get when I watch it rather than the um yeah the story <laughs> yeah but I do appreciate a good story not to say that I'm just in it for how it looks. It's fascinating. It's good because some folk we speak to, it's very much about a quote from it or a or a or something about because they're right into the but we do find that some folk it's actually more about the feel and the flow and the kind of the whole ensemble piece of it, how it's all put together that actually resonates and draws something out of depth within them. So interesting. Well so, there is actually there is a quote from it that okay. um that you know I live my life by um, and I think it's um, they've got these weird apples that have stars on them and um, they're obviously totally fake but I can't, oh, I can't even remember the quote now this is going to be terrible um, oh I think he says something like even these apples are fake but at least they have stars on them um, and I'm like yeah st stuff in life is rubbish and fake but at least sometimes there's stars or something. Right. okay so Karen what we're going to talk about now, we've done your movies and your songs and all that kind of stuff. We've got a bit of a feel for you. Your autumnal flavourings and colouring, um, your pumpkin spice lattes. But what we really want to know is, what is an experience that really has mattered to you, that's influenced who you are? What was that? And, and why do you think that's had a lasting impact on you? Yeah, um, I was trying to think about some like nice nice thing like I'm standing somewhere I see something beautiful and my whole mind of perspective changed um but yeah it's, it's a bit, I don't know a bit sadder I guess um 
I had to drop out of uni last year um and well I guess well I guess it's a whole story so um I, I studied primary teaching and I was in my last year of uni and I only had about six weeks to go and then I was out of placement and then it was just dissertation I say just dissertation that would have been a huge deal um but yeah it was um it's just not going very well and there was some not very nice people um and I already kind of I'm a really anxious person I didn't really have much confidence before that um and then yeah and also through teenage years I kind of built up these walls where um I couldn't be vulnerable in front of anyone I couldn't cry in front of anyone um or show any emotion just kind of get through and, and laugh about stuff um which is that a Leslie Note thing is she, does she do that mm, maybe not just pessimistic um so yeah um Place, I was on placement, it wasn't going well, and um, I ended up getting really unwell from it. Um, my anxiety was getting really bad. I was throwing up every day, I couldn't eat anything. Um, and I just felt like I was being stripped back from, from everything, just becoming so vulnerable. And I could feel all these walls coming down as that was happening. Um, and then one morning I woke up and I just felt terrible. Um, and I went to the placement anyway, but I was doing work in the, the office bit, so I didn't actually have to see anyone. Um, and this woman just came in and said, because um, I was off for a few days before that, and she just said, um, how are you feeling? And, and this was the first time really in the years that I was honest. And I just said, rubbish, I'm not doing good at all. Um, and I think in that moment, I just felt like, like all these walls had come down, everything was different. I was being so vulnerable in front of someone. And I felt myself kind of change right in that moment, just as I actually said to someone, that things weren't really going that well um which yeah I think that's probably the only time I can remember doing that so that that did transform everything about me so um so that day I left the school had a meeting in the uni and I dropped out right there I just left it um and I came home and lay in my bed and the only thing that I could think to do was to watch my baptism from um I don't know a few months before that um, which felt a bit crazy to me. I was like, what What am I doing? What, how is this going to help at all? Um, but I sat through and watched it and saw how um, the, the whole church and all my friends, my, my Christian friends, they were standing up behind me because um, there's that bit where, I, where you stand on the stage and they all come and pray for you and it's lovely. Um, yeah, and I just watched that and I just felt like, um, yeah, I just remember thinking these people, these Christian people, this church and God are all here for me and um, I think, well, I guess it's taken a while to look back on it, but um, I think from the moment of dropping out and then watching baptism, which all happened in the same day, um, yeah, I just felt myself be, I think I had to be stripped back to to nothing, basically, um, to really see how God could work in my life. Um, and Well, that's just what I've been seeing recently. Um, and especially doing Training Hub this invest year, um, I felt like I, yeah, um, I felt like after dropping out, that was, I was just like some empty shell of something. And now this whole year has just transformed me into a whole new level of um, Jesus following and Christian and a whole new Corin that, yeah, I think that whole thing has just been so transformative. I don't know if that was too long or if that's all right. But. No, it's just beautiful, Corin. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's really... Um... It's really powerful, and it's. I, I just love. 
I love that we live in a time where we can look back on, because how many people don't have that privilege to look back on that moment and how God can actually use that experience, not just your memory banks, but actually the vividness of what would happen as you, as you walk back. I mean, I, I wonder if I look back at my own baptism, what, what powerful experience that might be to look back and actually to, to, to experience that and what the Spirit is doing. And, and it's just a wonderful testimony of just, the power and presence of the spirit to bring healing and to bring a bit of clarity when we most need it. It's just powerful, powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know what brought me to watch it on, on that day, but it was literally the only thing in my mind is watch the baptism. And I think that's where my whole journey of um, transforming myself came from. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. So do you feel that that's definitely has been a season of transformation in your life? Yeah, definitely. That, yeah. that crisis point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it came from what, having like no confidence beforehand to having absolutely nothing from leaving uni. Um, so it's just like I'm being built up in so many ways, especially through the, the invest year, um, just learning so many new things about, about Jesus, about myself, and just becoming a whole new person. Amazing. Oh, there's so much what you asked, but we're meant to be doing this programme of questions. So I can, <laughs> I'm holding myself back on, but we must chat about this further. This would be great. Cool. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, I get, well, so a big part of your experience is um, uh, how your faith has impacted or, or how, um, how God was in that experience in transforming your life and transforming you. And as you look back on that, I wonder, is there, so the next question is, um, is there a scripture that matters to you and why? Um, which maybe links quite well to this. And I wonder if that flows on. So is there a scripture that matters to you particularly? Yes, there is. Um, and I feel like it doesn't even connect to what I just said. <laughs> it's, um, where is it? I've written it down. Oh, right. So it, you can find it in Matthew 21 12 to 13 and also in Mark 11 15 to 18 it's the the passage about Jesus flipping the tables in the temple um and I just absolutely love that because um I think um yeah something I've been realizing recently is that uh because I went to church my whole life and my family are all Christian uh, I think I kind of took Jesus and the stories of Jesus as stories um as if they were just being read out of a a storybook like a kid's book Mm -hmm. Um, and with that, I think I thought of God and Jesus as, or well, specifically Jesus as this, um, all loving, lovely, forgiving, um, person in the clouds type thing. And obviously Jesus was perfect, but, um, I just imagined this perfect as in like, uh, I'm doing those for these commas (laughs) for people in the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Quote marks. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just thought Jesus was this um yeah cloudy person <laughs> basically but then um I read that passage back and I realized that Jesus was such a rebel and he got really angry as well he wasn't just this really calm person um and I think I get quite angry a lot of the time but which a lot of the time isn't righteous anger um but I do get really angry about um injustice and things that like I'm so passionate about um climate change poverty injustice homelessness um yeah stuff like that and I love getting angry about it so reading this passage um kind of reinforces to me that that's exactly what Jesus was like as well he's not that just this boring person who just goes around and doesn't do anything like he stood up in front of everyone and just um 
did exactly what he knew was right and had this righteous anger. And I just find that amazing. I love reading that passage. It's brilliant. It's a great passage. And like you, I, 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 I love the fact that you get a wee bit of Jesus's humanity in that as well. It grounds him as a real person, mm -hmm. a human being who really lived. Yeah. It makes it so much better than me. You know, there's all these passages about, and Jesus can identify fully with you, you and your humanity. You know, you get it. And it, it's when you read passages like that, you go, well, he gets it. Like, mm -hmm. he gets what it is to live in this world and what it's like. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. That's cool. Yeah, thanks. Um, and and as you say that, it's funny that like somehow you said you grew up growing up in a Christian home is actually almost you get so used to, or you kind of become blind to like some of the depth of. Um, the character of Jesus actually because you're so used to it and kind of reading it with fresh eyes or like looking for new things in in the bible as you read about Jesus and as you read um I guess we would call them stories but not like not fictional stories mm -hmm. um you're like constantly learning which is really cool as well yeah I think um yeah for a long time I did think it was stupid of me to question everything because I do question everything but I'm really glad that I did because I have uh a more um solid faith i guess after questioning things and looking into it more um because you get to the point where you think how could this possibly be real and then you look into it and you think oh yeah it actually is <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's cool okay so i'm, I'm going to move on to so we, let's talk about you're a human being you like to question things is there a person that has been hugely influential in your life in terms of shaping who you are. And I'm just wondering who they are, why why they're so significant in your life, and, and what is it about them? Is it their character, it's something they've said, is it an experience you've shared? Who's your person that really matters to you? That is such a huge question. Oh, that was another one that I just sat for hours and tried to think about. And I thought, I can't choose a family member. I can't choose a friend. Like, I can't just choose one. And I think I would hate myself forever if I said something so cheesy like, oh, my boyfriend. Um, so so I've actually picked someone who came to me like a few minutes before even recording this, which is, well, he's now called Andy Shaman White. Um, but back then, he yes. was called Andy White. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, you do know. He's so cool. Um, yeah, so he was my youth worker in Kirky Baptist. And it was just so... It was so it was crazy having him there like he's such a crazy guy um and sometimes like, when I walk into somewhere or if I'm nervous about something especially um when I was on placement going into a class full of kids I would just think right come on, channel Andy White what would Andy White do in this situation um and then I just walk in and there's a confidence there that Andy White would have had and yeah that that forms how I interact with people sometimes um, and it was just so great being in a band with him and um, I mean like in church not at, like a rock band or anything because <laughs> um, well, I was about to interrupt you and go right that's a story you need to tell us about this one too you're in the band right okay. yeah yes it was called KBC Worship Band um, we're not on Spotify yet but hopefully we will be um, but he also what were your influences like, what were your musical influences well I was going to say we had the same favourite band um, which was Green Day and that was amazing because um, other youth workers, well, I wasn't actually, I didn't go to church that often when I was younger, um, 
but I did when Andy was there and it was just so great to have someone who also liked stuff that wasn't just Christian music it, it was like this this hard punk stuff you know well definitely Green Day are not the classical Christian band no <laughs> I'll let you into a secret I had I yeah I loved them as well they were great yeah in the mid 90s when I was in my pomp Okay, and Nimrod were always on play. Yeah, yeah, that was me as well. Although not anymore, because they've kind of gone a bit satanic. <laughs> anyway, let's, oh, oh, right, okay, I didn't know that. Oh, that. <laughs> right, let's get back to Andy then. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, he's just like, um, you could just watch him up on the stage when he was playing his guitar. He would break a string every time he was on stage playing it because he's so passionate. And he was so passionate about well everything everything that he was into so like like um the shows he was watching doctor who if you know andy doctor who was like the biggest thing and that was the biggest thing for me too so we just connected on another level oh um i'm just showing how much of a nerd i am now um <laughs> but yeah everything that he did he was so passionate about and just um i don't think he was that confident about it but he just gave off this level of confidence like he knew exactly what he was doing but I know that it all came from God and, and everything that he was doing just came straight from God and he knew that and he would just, yeah, it was just amazing. <laughs> he's not dead or anything, he's just, uh, he's still amazing. <laughs> I was on the phone till last night, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I, a I messaged quote, him. though. Andy should be like, he's not dead or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I messaged him the other day because I've had his plant since he left for America and oh, it died wow. the other day. Oh, oh. No. So I had to let him know. <laughs> oh. How do you know a plant suddenly died? I mean, like, was it fine and then withered? Has this been a slow decrease in its life expense? My experience of plants are over a period of time before it dies. You announced that like it was just, like, you came in one morning and it was just on its side, just brown and shriveled up. Well, I presume maybe there's been a journey towards this day. If Andy's listening... It died instantly and I looked after it for so long. <laughs> if he's not listening, I think it was dead for about three years and I just decided to throw it away. <laughs> it went brown a while ago. The truth always sets you free, Corin. <laughs> I do feel more free now I've admitted it. I think it was special to him as well. I think his wife was given it when she moved to Scotland and she had it ever since. Oh um, no! This is a travesty. Yeah, it's gone now. What kind of plant was it? Do you know? I don't know. It was green <laughs> and brown. <laughs> More brown at the end. I think it was probably meant to be green corn, and I think that was the major <laughs> problem with it. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I've still got the plant pot, so you can have that back if you if if you're listening, Andy. You can have the pot back. <laughs> That's everyone's favourite part of the plant anyway, isn't it? So really, what's the loss? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, right. Here we go. Bum, bum. I do my wee singing bit now. Neil, <laughs> Neil always cuts it out. I have noticed this, but I do sing every time. I do the Indiana Jones music. Bum, 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 bum. Keep that one in. It's copyrighted. We only have a short segment of it. <laughs> okay, as readers of the Lost Ark time, Corin, this is your stage, this is your platform for the millions of podcasters out there. 
What is your arc? What's the thing that gets your goat that you just want the world to know? Right. Well, I, I was listening to the other podcast and every time you said something like, are you going to go full Greta Thunberg, right? And I am, I am going to go full Greta. I'm holding up a picture of Greta for the podcasters at home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she is just my idol. I love her so much. I, I stand for everything she stands for. Um, climate change, the climate crisis, I'm so passionate about. Um, I just, yeah, I don't understand why it's not like in the forefront of everyone's brains and why it's not at the forefront of the church as well. Because the church cares so much about injustice and this is such an injustice to the entire planet. Literally everything in the entire world is affected by this. So I don't know why it's not pushed forward as much as it is in the church. I'm trying to get it there in ours. I did a talk on Sunday on it, but we're getting there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How did it go? What was it on? <laughs> it was on, well, how the climate crisis is a justice issue. Um, okay. So go watch it on YouTube. <laughs> so, yeah, well, we will put the link onto that, but tell us uh -huh. some, some of the issues of injustice that yes. are basically rooted in the climate stuff that, that really have impacted you. Yeah, well, well basically it's stuff like um, the people who contribute to climate change the least are being affected the most. So stuff like the the droughts and the cyclones um, across the world are happening far more in these places where people are living in poverty and they get less food than even before. And we know that people were hungry already, but now they're even more hungry and there's more, there's worse conditions for them. I could talk about this for hours, so <laughs> stop me at some point. Um, and do you think, I mean, I, presume, I, mean I, I wonder if the churches in places like Bangladesh and all that are far more aware and it's far more in the language of their prayers. And I wonder if, I mean, in Scotland, what, how is global warming affecting us directly? It's a bit wetter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad. And do you think that's the main issue stopping us? That we, it's just, it seems for lots of folks so far removed that we're not at the, at the crisis point of the, the environmental. Yeah, I think it's totally like that. It's all these, oh, that's my doorbell and my dog. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I think it's, um, these things that are just intangible like you'd be able to see if you dropped a crisp packet at like an animal choking on her or something um but you wouldn't be able to see that happen i don't know in the atlantic or something you wouldn't be able to see it um but i guess i would say just watch documentaries on it because then you you really feel closer to the problem like sea spiracy which has just come out yeah. um that was heartbreaking stuff and it made me feel closer to it as well Okay, so that's on Netflix, isn't it, Seaspiracy? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Although I love eating fish, so that was heartbreaking. There's actually a guy called Corin from the west of Scotland that said salmon was awfully, I don't know, salmon's awfully treated, and that hit a bit too close to home. I haven't seen Seaspiracy yet. I need to watch it. Wow. <clears throat> what would you recommend people doing about it then? How do you think people can get involved and get informed and... What are your top tips for actually getting involved and getting change and making change in this? That is a very good question. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I have to think for a long time. Actually, no. There's um, Youthscape have come out with this resource of forty-two cards um, yep. that have something on it every day. Where I've got them right next to me, even though we, we won't be able to see them. Um, yeah, shuffle cards, green edition. So there's forty-two. You just work your way through them, and there's loads of stuff on them. Um, like watch a nature documentary or 
watch your waist, go through your routines and see where you can cut down your waist, go on more walks. Um, waist, W-A-S-T-E, not W-A-I-S-T. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Or go watch my talk from Sunday. Absolutely, yeah, we'll definitely link it. Lauren, <laughs> it's been such a joy just to uh, hear a wee bit. There's lots in there. And... Um, yeah, I, I guess I, I do have one, one final question. So you've kind of taken a year out this year. You've kind of been working with your church and you've been involved with the, the training hub stuff that we do um, through the Baptist Union. And I'm just wondering, have you any kind of inclination as to what might be next for you? I know you're going to ask me that. Oh, um, no. <laughs> um, I would love to well like I said the like animation film stuff that would be amazing to get into but that is such a I well I was gonna say niche but it's huge but a niche thing to get into yeah Yeah. um Uh. but you know the main life goals are animator film person author artist musician (laughs) just small things um so anything that gets me on the path to anything (laughs) It sounds amazing. So, have you got? Um, do you do you do any of your animations or artwork? Do you ever show that publicly online or anything like that, or do you keep it all to yourself just now? Yeah, a little bit. I've got an Instagram account that I post okay. art on. Um, and so what's that called? Oh dear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's called the October People. The October People. Yeah. That autumnal feel. That this yeah. fantastic Mr. Fox coming in. Yeah, the October that's it. people. Yeah. Um, and I guess if you watch the some of the youth streams from Kirky Baptist, KBC Youth, um, I do some drawing Bible journaling stuff on there as well. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I'll have a wee look at that. And so might people who listen. I <laughs> uh, hope not. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Oh, Thanks so much, Corinne, for coming on and chatting. That's been so interesting just to learn a little bit about you. Yeah, thank you. Oh, I loved that, Neil. That was great. Yeah, just so nice to spend time with her and get to know her a bit more as well. I feel like I know her a wee bit this year because she said she's been doing training hub and stuff, but nice to just get a chance one-on-one to chat to her and find out a bit more, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what was really interesting to me was, and I would totally agree with this, is for me, it's the emotions that get rise up when I listen to music. Mm. It really matter to me. Connect at a depth with myself and I guess with God as well through the melody and the tunes rather than the lyrics necessarily. It's the music, it is so rich. So I was just having a wee empathetic, empathetic, empathetic moment where I was just like, Yeah, I can resonate with that. I feel that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I I feel like God speaks to me through song a lot, but it would be more lyrics for me than. Yeah, like I would have lines of songs just going over and over in my head and be like, okay, maybe God's speaking to me through that at the moment. So that was really cool to hear. Um, and I, I loved her her song as well because I just love the film Parts of Being a Wallflower. So the, the song Heroes by David Bowie um, was Don't interesting. just arrived back, Neil. Oh. <laughs> we need a wee wee. Here we go. I'm just finishing a call, guys. I'll be there in a minute. How much? We've got quite a lot of that extra extra there that you could use, don't we? Yeah. yeah. 
Sorry to cut you off against perks of being a wallflower. No, that's all right. Or I can talk just now because your kids won't be picked up in my recording. And then you. Yeah, can... okay, you do that. Okay. Um, and I always appreciate finding someone else who has dropped out of uni because I dropped out after a year and a half. Like I, I went back and completed a three year degree, but I always appreciate it because I think when you're going through that, you, you feel like you can't find anyone who's done that. So actually having other people who have like made it through and can can show you that actually you do come out the other end of that and it's not, you know, the earth, like the world shattering experience that you think it might be at the time is always really helpful. So I didn't realize she dropped out of uni as well, which is. Yeah, it, it really is. And there's no shame and there shouldn't be any shame and shouldn't be any stigma in that. Yeah. Because actually very often it's because you're, you're coming closer to who you are or you're, you know, who you thought you are maybe doesn't fit with where you are now. Yeah, so there shouldn't be any shame or stigma with dropping out of uni, I think, because often it's 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 a real transition point. Um, yeah, I, th I think you can you can testify to that in your life that, that that was actually, although painful, probably disappointing, it ended up in a better place as a result. So I really appreciate Corin just opening that up and sharing that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll link her um her chat, her talk and um other stuff that she chatted about with climate crisis stuff. We'll link that all in the the bio for this podcast. So give all that stuff a check give all that stuff a, a check because it's so important and it's so great to hear someone um so passionate about it as well. Um and well you know, the most used Bible verse in the world, for God so loved not humanity, for God so loved the whole world. At the heart of that big verse is creation and his creation. And I think there's a real challenge to us in the Western church that that we we we, we maybe need to think the gospel does is a positive impact, not just for humanity, but it's a gospel is good news to the whole, all of God's creation. And the care of his creation is just vital. And if we learn anything from the surveys for our younger generations as a church, we need to take seriously our, our, our first commission, which is to look after the Genesis commission of looking after God's creation and uh, being, a bless and being a blessing to it. Yeah, I, I'm no, looking forward, I think it's I'm really looking forward to our next chat. We could keep talking at the same time together. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> no, no. Hey, I'm looking forward to our next, uh, our next conversation, whoever that might be. Yeah, me too. I think that's a helpful place to end with that challenge actually fresh in our minds. So let's do that. Okay. See you next See time, you. Neil. See you.